0: let's cut through the mainstream financial advice out there this is your quick financial tip from your rich uncle hey what's up everybody today i'm going to show you why i decided not to do a timeshare all right so i've been at this for maybe about five hours trying to learn first what the heck is a timeshare how do they do it i've zeroed in on the disney Alani, which is part of the Disney Vacation Club DVC for short as I've been learning and as I was going through this rabbit hole for these last hours. So here's how it's supposed to work in a nutshell explained in my format. So you become a member, you pay a boatload of money, get some like benefits but as the lane you get like 10% off like stuff you maybe shouldn't buy or overpriced anyway. But you basically get these points and these points are used to take vacations at the parks. You have a home hotel which supposedly you can book up with a little bit less advance notice which is good because a lot of these parks are very busy. And here's how it works you're basically paying for points and the way to distill it down is to break it down how many points you're paying or how many dollars per point you're paying normally you're paying about maybe 150 to 200 bucks these days per point but that's really the first way to realize how much you're paying and you're it from timeshare to timeshare now if you're new to timeshares you haven't dug into these reward matrixes it probably doesn't mean very much to what I just said there but let me find the page where you're like alright I want to buy it and I would like to build me a package it's hard to find here All right, so I think I found it. So here's the the pitch. You pay a purchase price, a price per point, and it's really tricky how much these points it is to actual stay in a hotel. So this one, I think they've got it the right way. They're gonna try and bamboozle you into a larger stay, but I'm just gonna put it here for something. There's different pricing, different points. The cost per points of a hotel go up in more peak seasons. And uh, this is how what they're going to sell you. They recommended going to the little two or 300 points per vacation. And this is why. Because certain bedrooms are more expensive. Granted, you got to figure out how you stay. The dog studios are the cheaper ways of doing it. This is the one you want to find. Because right now they only have two. Alani and Disney's Riviera. I live here in Hawaii. So I was looking at this Alani one. And this is what we're going to out the spreadsheet and really compare the two and let's just go with something like 200 points which is not very much but let's see what that'll get us so the deal is the purchase price of 40 grand you get some closing costs and there's some whimsical savings there but essentially it's 37 grand out of pocket you can finance it. we're not going to really dig into that because it's a warm hole the interest rate isn't that great Subprime lending they they don't really run your credit score which is why the rates are high and then of course you have your maintenance fees right so on this thirty-seven thousand purchase they're going to want about 15 grand or 1500 dollars per year from you this is what i do well we compare things so we're going to take this down payment 37 grand in year one or we'll call it zero, zero. and then we're going to also the cost of this was 139 and $12, That's actually 1668. so these will be the years. Other sort of relevant things is so you get to use this uh, timeshare up to I think the year, I want to say like somewhere 40 or 50 years into the future and then it burns off. Which is relevant. I think the way I'm gonna show you how to compare it, we're gonna compare it to like, all right, what if we took this money and we didn't buy a timeshare, but we bought a rental property? So timeshare versus rental in cash flow, which we like, because you're making money four ways. So let's just say you took this money in the timeshare and you, this is how much you have to put in every year and we're also going to compare it with the benefit or if i did this how much how many times do i get to stay in the hotel and how much money is that worth so there's this cool thing where you can kind of bank points it's flexible it's not just like if you use it you lose it type of thing so what we're looking for is how much points does it cost me to stay at the alani so they're going to say it's 16 points per night but obviously That's the cheapest one, cheapest room, the studio room, and the worst time of the year. So what we have to find is the points, charts, and calculator. So if you want, let's just say we want a one bed, standard view. It's charging us 27, 37 points. Just trying to see how, so in the summertime it surges up to 40s, and it comes down to the 30s. Okay, you know what, let's just go with 30 points. As a good thirty points per stay, two hundred points divided by thirty, so that's six times, six point six times we get to stay in a room, and I think this room is about let's just call it six hundred bucks. I've seen it more expensive, but let's just call it that. You're actually getting the benefit of about four thousand dollars per year. So let's call this four thousand. Let's just call this benefit. Right. So what we're trying to do is, if we get this benefit, is it worth paying this thirty-seven grand? And what I don't like about these vacation rooms is that you have to pay this maintenance fee. Right? So let's just say, let's just be very aggressive here. Let's just say the cost of these rooms are only twenty-five points, and let me increase the cost of the room to a whopping eight hundred bucks. So let's just make a benefit vacation here conservative one to be 6400 just for kicks Cause I'm gonna show you guys that even if we are very conservative with the benefit of the, the timeshare that we're still gonna show that it's better off investing this money in the long run so I know with 37 grand I'm pretty sure I can grow this at point let's just take 10% right what if, if I just grew my money at 10% but what if I did it at 15% 20% and some of you guys are like, you're crazy, like you're not gonna get anything in 20%. if you don't invest in like Bitcoin or Deutsch But I'll show you guys. It's gonna be cool. So this at 0.15. This at 22. So this is how much I would have made if I would have invested the money instead. And this was this is the conservative one that we compare it to that if the benefit that we got from the time shift. Some would argue that, hey, at the end of the timeshare you could trade it or you could sell it. I could also say the same damn thing. <laughs> the rental properties that splits and cashes out refinances and grows more effectively. But the question is, how hard do you grow your money? Some people definitely can't get 20% return on their money. If you're able to work your money at 10%, somewhere between 10 to 15%, that's what you're beating, this number. For sure, and you may be below the 6400. So, I'm saying what I'm saying here is maybe we can actually find this magic number here. Let's just let's call this 12.5%. 12.5% times this number. This, and this is how you do the math, guys. You always have the essentially what we're doing is comparing two different scenarios. So I think that the true value, to take a conservative estimate, the benefit you're getting from this particular timeshare where you dump in 37 grand, you pay 1668 every year, is going to be somewhere around $4600 a year. Now, if you're able to grow your money at 13% or greater, I think it makes more sense to not do this timeshare. Here's something else cool that I found about this timeshare stuff. If you're like, if you want, if you're one of those people who likes to shop at Nordstrom or Newman Marcus, you guys know how I am, like how, we, how I don't like to invest in retail. I don't want to invest in Wall Street products. You guys know that the reason why. Why is Lane spending like four or five hours researching this stuff? I found an aftermarket for buying these timeshares, and there's a whole bunch of them. There's not really one big provider, and I'm just flashing them all up on the screen here. And this is where it really is cool. What you want to do is you want to distill it down to a dollar per point. So Disney, when you buy it retail from directly from Disney, you're paying about 200 bucks per point on one of these things. So you can see here. So when you look at one of these aftermarket prices, you're seeing, let's just take this one for example. Very similar type of point per year this is the one this is the one kind of fun thing you can find kind of good deals this one in burned all their 2020 points there are some leftover 18 points from 2020 I think they pushed to 2021 so it makes it not super like consistent and you're definitely getting a discount on this stuff so let's price this one out and put it into our comparison tool so in this deal they're saying hey give us 25 brand we're bought, we'll, you'll buy it from somebody else and assuming that these... most, If you go through a Reptile Broker, these are pretty legit sales. There's nothing shady or back alley about it. So 27 grand down. Changes to 200 points. Oh, here's the deed expirations. It goes expires at 2062. So at that point, your timeshare ain't worth jack. And this is where, if you invest your money, it's going to kick the butt of this. Because there is going to be a salvage value whereas this is not going to be worth anything. Another reason why you don't want to be doing this stuff. So I'm trying to find the maintenance dues, which I think is $8.35. So 8.35 times 200 is 16.70. So that makes sense. That's actually, that's right spot on. If you see the timeshare here, what it was selling for. So again, this, I tried to find something it was comparing apples to apples. So this is 200, 200 points. If you're buying it directly from Disney and if you're buying an aftermarket you can buy it uh, for 27 grand for 200 points and again we're using the example of maybe four thousand dollars per year to get that benefit so the question is now if we grew our money at 10, 13, 15, 20 percent and we invested the 27 grand at what point does this start to make sense so if my formulas moved over correctly, which magically they did, this would be the new comparison table. Should I take the 27,600 and plop it into a timeshare, or should I put it into investing in real estate? Now if I invested in real estate at 15% a year, I would probably come out ahead. Actually, I need to use these numbers. So what we're doing is we're comparing, if I just bold the, the correct one, I'm going to bold this line right here. We're comparing it with $4,000 of benefit and what we're doing here is we're trying to find the the interpolate point, which I think is maybe 14.5. So the way I'm reading this, if I can grow my money at 14.5% or better, which I think I can, I'm better off investing my money and making more money in in the long run. Then plopping it and getting the benefit of $4,000 a year. So at that point, it's done. That's a long video to come up to that conclusion, but I think people need to see how do you come up to do this and do it yourself so you can play around with the numbers. One thing that's not accounted for in here is well, at the end of what, year 50, the, the salvage value, this is worth jack, where this is, this will probably be worth, dude, I mean, if you're just, if you're almost doubling your money every six to 10 years, this be worth heck of a lot of money it's gonna have a lot of times to double so you know that's again it's already a no-brainer if you can grow your money at, at I would say 10 to 15 percent in that range definitely don't buy the time to share keep the money in your pocket and put it to investments than to doing this stuff there's a lot of other discussions as I went through all these types of different YouTube channels and there's actually a very good resource for this stuff if you really want to buy the, these kind of chairs. Disney Vacation Clubs, they have a great uh, YouTube channel. And I think there's 50 episodes. I watched maybe a dozen of them at 2x speed and it's interesting. But I just didn't really see any value to being a Disney Vacation Club member. The discounts are lame that you get. And just, I would just rather just pay, even if you're paying a higher rate, like I said, when you do the comparison, it really, you really come out ahead anyway if you just keep your money in your investments and you grow it outside there. But I think this makes sense for a lot of people because a lot of people just can't grow their money at even more than 5% so therefore a timeshare may make sense for them another thing that they were saying in a lot of these videos that really got me upset was they were the story that they used was they went on a vacation their first year and they spent ten thousand dollars and then another eleven thousand dollars in the second year and they're like well, if we would have bought that timeshare that costed 30 grand that was pretty much all our, our points went to vacations at that point which it made sense from one point of view but it wasn't when i started to put it on a spreadsheet like this that logic didn't really make any sense to me. It was bad math, bad logic. Because it doesn't matter, obviously you're gonna put down a big chunk of money and you're gonna seem like you get the crossover point very soon, maybe even the, in the first five years, but that doesn't matter. What matters is what else could you have done with the money? And let me repeat that again. It doesn't matter where the crossover point So a lot of people that we help get infinite banking policies, the, the insurance salesman's always gonna try and you know get them the biggest policy and trying to show all these fancy graphs right of the money going up like a hockey stick but that doesn't matter what really matters is alright what if I didn't do your insurance policy or what if I didn't buy this time share what else would I have done with him money in lieu of that and how would it have grown and this is what we are attempting to model right here and this is what a lot of infinite banking models don't show, right? What if you would have bought around the property or put into those two syndications every year instead of putting your money into this infinite banking policy where you have a lot of fees or in this case the uh, timeshare. So If you guys have any questions put it in the, into the comments below. I uh, will try and do more videos like this but appreciate it guys. If you guys want this copy of the spreadsheet that I have that will also help you model very similar arguments like maybe we'll do a video on buying your house to live in which I'm not a big fan of and this this spreadsheet will basically show you why and the other argument should you buy your car uh, with cash or finance it. You should always finance it right. Cash is better if you're going to invest it. Now if you're just going to put cash in your bank account and doing nothing well inflation's going to kill you number one but you're probably better off to taking one of these you know timeshare deals. Again, it's good for folks who aren't don't grow their money at all, just like buying a house. If you don't grow your money at all, and especially if you're bad with your money, you need a force biggie bank. That's what buying a house is for. But uh, thanks for listening, guys. If you guys got value out of this, please drop a like, and we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Lane is not a lawyer CPA, but the dude did quit his engineering job and now owns thousands of rental properties.